Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to change our lives. Come to you today from Gainesville, Florida, where I was on campus yesterday and we'll be back again today. We had a real nice day out there yesterday. Thank you for your prayers. If you're in the Gainesville area, come on out to Turlington Plaza and, and join us if you would. We're in a discussion about why do people, particularly young people, leave the faith? And often the reason young people leave the faith, same reason old people leave the faith, their reasons as old as the Bible, as old as mankind, it's not like they're new in the 21st century. This is what the devil wants us to think. This is what some who reject the faith want us to think. They have new ideas, new reasons, new research. They're smarter than our ancestors, and that's why they forsake the faith. But remember what we've been seeing. There's two reasons a person rejects the faith, the reason that sounds good and the real reason. The reason that sounds good and the real reason. In this series, we're not talking about the things like, oh, I'm too smart, or I learned, I believe in science now, or some of the things that modern intellectuals might argue, because I contend those are just the reasons that sound good. They're not the real reasons. The real reasons people reject faith in God are, have to do with the heart. They're more character. They are the timeless reasons, the same problems others have had before us. And the reasons people grow and become strong in the Lord, the same reasons that others throughout time. Humans haven't really changed. Our basic needs haven't changed. We're not all that much smarter. As a matter of fact, we're, we're definitely, I don't think, not wiser. But let's get into today's message. Why do people reject the faith? And the third reason I want to look at in this series is that the number three reason young people and people in general leave the faith, they choose the wrong friends. They choose the wrong friends. Now we see this more often in young people because they're at stages where they get new friends all the time. If you change schools, you get new friends. You come into a new school year, you might develop new friends. The transition between from middle school to high school, high school to college, college out into the work world, you make new friends. And uh, you get out into the work world. Some of those friends, you live in a neighborhood for years and years and years. You go to the same job maybe for years. You have the same friends. But here in school, we're all often making new friends. And if you don't choose wisely, it can be very, very dangerous. Now everybody wants friends. We're, we're made as social creatures. You weren't made to be a person just sitting in isolation by yourself, on your screen, playing video games or texting others or whatever you do, you're made, you're designed to be a social creature. You ought to be interacting with people. You ought to be making friends. You ought to be learning how to talk with friends. You ought to learn how to have fun with other people. These are all part of being a human being, and we don't want to lose that in our digital age. But you want to choose the right friends, because if you don't, we're warned in Scripture what can happen. Look in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. The apostle writes, he says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Now, I know people think, well, I'm the exception. I, I, it won't apply to me. I can be different. I can, make, I can have bad company, and I'm strong. I can overcome all of these things. And yet, we're, to, we're warned, don't be deceived. 
Don't be tricked. Don't be mistaken. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. You may think that you can you, you can have bad company. You can hang around with people, bad people, shall we say, and you're strong and it's not going to affect you. Well, the apostle says, don't be deceived. This happens. This is a principle. And and if you think that you can you think that it doesn't apply to you, you are mistaken. In the book of Proverbs, we read a similar thing where he says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Again, the same word companion. If these are the people who, you're, who you welcome into your life, into your heart, you're, the people you, you enjoy being with, and they're fools, they're rejecting God, they're going a different course in life, you'll suffer harm. Again, many people think they are the exception to this. Sometimes people think they're the exception that's even with dating or falling in love, a boyfriend, girlfriend, that they can, they can uh, a Christian can fall in love with a non-Christian and it'll be okay because, you know, they have hope that I'll win them to Christ, they'll become a Christian, and they don't guard over their heart with all diligence, they don't protect their own feelings and emotions, and they become so closely attached to a person who's going a totally different direction in life that that draws them in that same direction. And sometimes the pull, we, they think they're going to pull this non-Christian into the Christian life when often, when, and sometimes that happens, but more often than not, that non-Christian pulls them away. Why is that? Because you have chosen, if that's the case, if in your heart of hearts, your companions, your closest friends, the friends you choose, maybe in the people you fall in love with, and you don't guard your heart, what's happening is you're putting your love for them above your love for Jesus. You're choosing the, the enjoyment or the that you feel from being around them above your love for Jesus Christ. And my friends, I know there are exceptions. Maybe some of you who are listening are an exception. That's all right. But generally speaking, you're playing with fire. You're being dangerous if your closest friends aren't people who love God because you're violating Scripture. If you walk with wise men, you become wise. It's contagious. You catch it. Some of it's just osmosis, being together. And if you're a companion of fools, you catch it. It's contagious. Their rejection of God, it spills over into you. You want to be accepted by them, and sometimes subtly and quietly, you your Christianity just isn't acceptable to them. What should you do? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, Paul writes to young Timothy, and he says, now flee youthful lusts. This is what he was urging this young man. Flee from them, run from them. This, this word here, flee, was often used of a criminal trying to escape the law. Like maybe you broke out of jail, run, get away. Don't don't play around. The law is after you. And likewise, don't play around with youthful lust. They're after you. They want to get you. They want to capture you. They want to uh they, they want you to stumble and become part of them. Flee from them, run from them. But what do you do? You then on the other hand, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So you leave one thing, the youthful lust. And those people, 
shall we say, the bad company, corrupting good morals with their youthful lust. Flee from that. Run from that. Get away from it. Don't don't deceive yourself and think you're strong enough. I can I can handle it. I'm stronger than most. Don't deceive yourself. Flee from it. Pursue righteousness. Pursue faith. Pursue love. Pursue peace by yourself? No. With people who call on the Lord from a pure heart, with others who are heading in the same direction. We need one another. I have, I've rarely in my life, maybe never seen someone who truly becomes what God wants them to be all by themselves. We need one another. We need the encouragement, the strength, the support the, 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 that comes from being with one another. Now, I want to say something that to some of you may be controversial, and that is people ask, well, how does this relate to evangelism? Shouldn't we be making friends with unbelievers in order to evangelize them? Isn't this our mission? Well, it is our mission to go win the lost, yes. And I'm not advising by this that we become, uh, you know, we, we'd have a holy huddle whereby we, we are never around unbelievers, we never rub shoulders with an unbeliever, that we, you know, I'm not saying let's go be, you know, like the Amish or the, or the uh, you know, where we separate ourselves totally from rubbing shoulders with anyone else, we won't even talk to them. The Pharisees who said, if you're everybody else is a tax collector, unclean, and so on. I'm not suggesting that. What I am suggesting is that your closest friends need to be believers. And in this push for relational evangelism, as opposed to simply evangelism, in the push for relational evangelism, for the last generation or so, Christians have been encouraged to make their closest friends, some of their closest friends, reach out and build these relationships with unbelievers. I do know in Scripture, often whole groups of people, we call it an oikos, a network would come in, come into, uh, um, to, the, the, would be evangelized and come to Christ at the same time. But what we have kind of gone is a step further, and that is we're saying go be part of those networks. Now, some people are really called to do that. But make sure that you're not making your evangelistic efforts to build a network with un, non-Christians more powerful, more united, more more what's the companions to your soul, that those aren't more than what you're doing with the believers. Because we're warned, you, you the, the friends you choose will influence you. The friends you choose will influence you. I believe that many people, in the good effort, the good intention of saying, I'm going to go make these relationships with unbelievers in order to win them to Christ, never end up winning them to Christ. Instead, they drift away from the faith. So you got to be strong. Don't be naive. Realize we're in a spiritual battle. Yes, we're called to win people to Christ. But understand that our deepest companionship needs to be with our brothers and sisters. And this goes for the church. Your church, your, your closest friends should be your brothers and sisters in the church that you're teaming up together with to, to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with them, to be united with them, to deepen your relationship, to put the time to really get to know people and love people and deepen those relationships with your brothers and sisters so you become mighty and powerful and strong in Christ. And make sure that in your efforts to reach the lost, you're not neglecting the priority of deepening your own walk with Christ. 
You want to have a powerful relationship, powerful ministry? You got to be a powerful person in Christ. So watch out. Be careful. Certainly, we continue to reach the lost. Certainly, we reach out to them. Certainly, we share the gospel with them. We initiate conversations with them. But understand, God wants you to be, God's first priority is to be transforming you to be like Christ. He does that through, uh, uh, as you pursue righteous faith, love, and peace with others in the faith. And sometimes, remember, why do people walk away from the faith, depart from the faith, reject the faith? Because the friends they've really chosen and the people they want to be accepted by, the friends they chose, no matter what the motive, the people they want to be accepted by are going a different direction. And that different direction pulls them away from the Lord as well. Be careful. Parents, help your kids know how to choose the right friends. Help them to know how to choose a person who's going the right way. Help them to see a person who fears God and loves God. These are the people who we allow into our heart as our closest associates. Associates, Be careful about pursuing relationships with those heading a different direction in light in life. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual battle. Be wise. Understand the enemy's strategies and don't fall into his traps. Amen? Father in heaven, we just acknowledge today that you've made us social creatures. You've made us people who want friendship. You've made us for relationship. I pray for each one of us here, Lord, that we would be people who have good relationships that bring out the best in us. I pray you'd help us, Lord. We, we can't choose whether our friends will influence us, but we can't choose our friends. Help us find friends that motivate us to faith and righteousness and love and peace. Help us have friends that motivate us to do what's good and right. Help us know how to choose friends that will bring out the best in us and to avoid those friends that will bring out the worst in us and lead us astray from you. I pray, Father, for people we know, people who are maybe at school or people who are away from their home or establishing new friends, bring the right people into their life. Lord, for those of us who have children or even grandchildren, bring the right friends into their life, we pray. Protect them from evildoers. Protect them from those who would draw them away. I pray particularly, Lord, for those whose emotions and have fallen in love at this stage of life and they're looking for a boyfriend or girlfriend, protect them from the wrong a person who would be attracted to them coming into their life, who would pull them away from Christ, we pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, folks. Hey, we come here every day to get in the Word of God and get some practical wisdom. It's our desire and goal to grow in the Lord and be strong and mighty for God. So if you're new and if that's what you want, I hope you come here regularly, put it in your schedule because we're here every day. I hope you will be too. Subscribe to the channel. Share this with your friends. Get the right friends and share this with them. And, uh, and, and, and like the video and be part of our community. But here we're here to become mighty for God. And if that's what you want, I hope you'll join us regularly. To you who are here regularly, I know you're growing. And you're getting stronger in Christ day by day. And for this, I'm grateful. Remember, we do want to share the gospel with others. We do want to be on the offensive. Be careful about who you allow into your heart as your close friends. And uh, and be careful, guard those you care about as well, who they allow in their heart. I love you guys. God bless you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.